Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, this is Steve Silver with Silver Screen Videos, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, I got awesome for you Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Seriously, watch it, love it, come back, we'll talk about it. All right, you're back. I'm spoiling this thing, just so you know. You've watched Shadow and Bone on Netflix, or you haven't yet, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, Shadow and Bone on Netflix, it's based on a book. I have not read the book, but oh man, the series is dang good. In fact, it is the best wizard witchcraft thing on Netflix, seriously. Of all the like, <laughs> you know, wizard type of things, it's good. I mean, it's up there with the magicians. The magicians was like, you know, I, I called it the graduate school Harry Potter. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, if Harry Potter is sort of like high school, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the magicians were kind of like college <laughs> and, and graduate school and and anyway so <laughs> you know that 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 it's in that same vein of of, of magical sort of fantasy I, I mean uh not that same vein i mean the magicians and harry potter both happen in our world shadow and bone is its own world own creation entirely but it's really good <laughs> i mean it's completely original uh it's also funny because you know, my, my wife is the one that discovered it. She watched like 10 minutes of the first episode and said, Aaron's going to love this. And so she stopped watching so we could watch it together. And I loved it. <laughs> and so did she. And we watched it and we're ready for next season. Uh, really good series. Uh, and and the, the comment she made is it had this whole like Eastern block feel, you know, uh, you know, my wife and I, we went to, uh, Berlin for our honeymoon, uh, which Berlin is a beautiful city. I love it there. Like, like we would buy a vacation flat out in Berlin, like 
the coffee, so good. The people, awesome. Uh, so many cool things to see there. But one, one thing's funny about Berlin is that there's all these like vendors selling the uh, sort of Eastern Bloc stuff everywhere. So, you know, when the Berlin Wall fell, uh, <laughs> like there's all the the coats and the jackets and the <laughs> helmets and, you know, all the all the people that were on the Eastern uh, side of the wall, you know, the sort of... Uh, 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 Soviet communist side of, 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 you know, East, East Germany, uh, there's all the stuff they left behind. And, and what's really funny is at least at the time we were, I don't know if it's still like that now. I mean, we, we got married in 2010 to say how long it's been to, since I've been to Berlin, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they had all these like vendors where you can buy like, you know, a jacket and, you know, a helmet from <laughs> an Eastern Bloc soldier. And what's really funny is, like, I just was thinking of all that stuff when I was watching Shadow and Bone because, like, they really look like Eastern Bloc people. And it's it's funny because there is sort of this Berlin Wall element to it because basically in the world there's this big shadowy uh, substance that divides the land in half, uh... And so there's the western edge and then the eastern edge. And the eastern is like the like where the, the, the proper kingdom is and the leaders and all that. And then the western is sort of more the frontier. But either way, what, what this weird uh, shadowy area is, is they have these land ships that go through it. So they're, they're kind of, you know, <laughs> they're, they're sailing ships in the sense that they are propelled by a wind mage, like the wind mage will blow wind into the sails, and then it goes through this, like, completely sort of almost pitch black, like, desolate landscape, and, uh, and, uh, demons come and try and kill people that are on the boats, basically, <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, the you know the king wants to reunite the kingdom and the the uh, the mages and whatnot are there and and you know since this is darkness like artificial darkness uh, of course the main character happens to be the first light mage so the one who can generate light uh, <laughs> and uh, can cancel out the darkness uh, you know and she's the first one born in in some hundreds, 400 years or something like that. I, I forgot exactly what the time was, but, uh, anyways, and she doesn't know she has this power. The reason she figures out this power is because her, you know, uh, sort of brother, I <laughs> like for lack of a better term, I'm going to call him, uh, her brother, but he's really just some guy she grew up with in an orphanage. Uh, anyways, he's on this boat going through the, the, the darkness and a demon is about to kill him and, and take her away and stuff like that. And, and she's like, you know, out of fear, uses this light magic that cancels out the demons and kills them all and provides their, <laughs> you know, vessel safe patches through the darkness and, Anyways, so she becomes, like, the most famous person in the world from being an orphan, you know, because basically this big, giant, uh, inky, dark cloud that's, like, dividing up the land, uh, is a, a plight on everyone, so she becomes, like, 
you know, trained by the wizards, and there's this general who's like a, you know, a dark mage, he uses darkness, and, and, uh, anyways, later, like, so spoiler alert, once again, spoilers, later you find out he is, like, the dark mage that actually created <laughs> that inky mass, uh, and, and he was just using her for trying to get a hold of her power, uh, not without trying to, uh, be the, uh, hunky guy she falls in love with, but, uh, it turns out that he was just manipulating her, but anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and also that guy, that particular guy, the guy that plays the general, he, he was in Westworld, ah, some connections there, huh? You heard about Westworld on this show, now you get to see an actor that was also in Westworld and in this movie, so in Westworld, he was the, uh, the, you know, so Ed Harris's younger self character, so Ed Harris, his younger self, uh, originally goes to Westworld with this dude, and that guy is, like, sort of, like, the, the clown character, he's just there to have a lot of sex and do a lot of drugs and is kind of the drug addict, and, and that's him, he plays the, the, the drug addict sort of junkie son of the millionaire that invests in Westworld that eventually Ed Harris, like, takes over that guy's empire. So anyways, uh, yeah, so yeah, Westworld and, 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 uh, Shadow and Bone have a connection there. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, so we, we have this story about this, uh, uh, you know, person who has the, the power of light magic and then, uh, you know, it, it, it really is interesting because there's this other parallel story where there's this sort of gang of, uh, brigands and, and thieves. Like one of them is, uh, uh, owner of a gambling house that I'm going to call the poor man's Leonardo DiCaprio. So, you know, they, they couldn't afford Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, or at least the younger Leonardo. Like this is like nineties era Leonardo DiCaprio that I'm talking about. So, this guy, they, they wanted to get, <laughs> you know, travel in time, get 90s era <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio to play this part, but they couldn't afford all that, so they got this guy instead. That's what he is. <laughs> He's the poor man's 90s Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, anyways, he owns, like, a gambling house, and then he has this incredibly awesome assassin girl who, like, literally just appears out of nowhere, and she's, like, the best character. She's cool. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say much about her, because you just got to see her, man. She is just freaking cool. Uh, anyway, so there, there's his assassin character, and then uh, there's his sort of doorman guy that is a, a, a sort of sharpshooter. He uh, literally can yawn and be pulling up his trousers. He's kind of like the Old West character, like like uh, definitely sort of the uh, the you know, Western character, like, like if all the mages are sort of this weird Eastern block, uh, you know, mighty Russian <laughs> army, uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> people, uh, the, the Western are like sort of the old West with, uh, guns and, and anyways, he's the sharpshooter and, and, you know, could yawn and, and shoot something over his shoulder and get a bullseye or whatever. Like he's that guy. Anyways, that group, they, basically get contracted for a million Kruger, which, whatever that means, uh, <laughs> to, uh, steal and, and kidnap the, uh, light wizard, huh? 
parallel plot lines. So anyways, they go to the palace where she's being trained, because she's being trained at the king's palace, and eventually their plots, you know, intersect, but it's really interesting that they don't intersect in quite the way that you think. Like, like there is this moment that my wife and I thought was the most brilliant thing we've seen on television. So, like, they spend most of the series plotting this, like, thing to get her and to, you know, steal her away from the palace. And, and around the time that it's sort of all their best plans are falling apart... Uh, the, the sharpshooter character, he's out, uh, you know, with, with a horse and carriage that he had puke, uh, he had, he had gotten so they could get their getaway. Right. And so he's just kind of waiting by the horse and carriage. And <laughs> what's really funny is, so she learns eventually the general's a bad guy and, and she's, you know, he, he's going to steal her power. So she decides to kind of get away from the palace herself. And so there's this moment where he's just standing there. And she just, like, walks over to the carriage that they're, you know, stealing, and she just, like, hops right in. <laughs> like, like, she hides in the trunk of the carriage. <laughs> and so, like, they think they're going away empty-handed, but she's, like, in their trunk. Uh, and, and he notices it, too, so it's <laughs> it's just really funny. Like, like, my wife and I were just <laughs> stunned at how simple and amazing that scene was like like we that that was hands down one of our favorite moments of that of the series anyways so <laughs> uh, but what's really interesting is even though she hops in their trunk she still doesn't like end up joining them like they can't basically contain her because she's so badass uh so she eventually finds her like brother character and they go off and find the stag and uh you know god there's like way too much in this first season to really like like hone it down. It's also based on a book. I'll probably read the book one day, but right now I'm reading the Expanse books. Oh my god, the Expanse books are good. I'll probably check in on this series uh, <laughs> with, when I finish reading the Expanse books. All of them. There are a lot of them. I'm a really slow reader, by the way. Uh, you know, it's funny because I'm a writer, but I really don't read as much as I listen to audio and for some reason, I'm reading The Expanse rather than listening to the audiobooks, uh, so it means it's going to take a while because there's a lot of books to read, and and I don't know why, but I get through a book a lot quicker if I listen. Like, I don't know, my brain works in that way. I mean, it, it works in that way for my own personal writing. Like, like whenever I edit my work, I use a text-to-speech uh, before I sign off. Like, I will not publish anything until I've listened to it once all the way through with text-to-speech. And it's really interesting because I do most of my, like, finessing <laughs> with text-to-speech. Like, I, for some reason, like, like an error will slip by me, like, 20 times, and then I'll, in text-to-speech I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's an error right there, and just find it easily. Like, it's weird. I don't know. My brain is such an audio person uh, as opposed to a visual. Uh, so... Anywho, uh, yeah, this is probably all over the place about Shadow and Bone. Uh, you know, it's it's because there's a lot going on. I mean, you you got this whole story of of her and her uh, brother character, and then you have the story of the three you know people that are uh, trying to kidnap her. But then eventually they decide not to kidnap her because she's just awesome, and and <laughs> you know they they you know they realize uh you know that she's could change everything and 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 then eventually you know there's this moment in the end where you think 
they're all going to get together to form a group. Like, like, I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for, you know, <laughs> the group forms together kind of stuff. Like, you know, like, like, you know, the, these three, uh, people merge with her and her brother. And, and then there's also another mage, uh, a wind mage that kind of joins them in the last, uh, final confrontation. Uh, uh, but, uh, which, which happens to be back in the sort of inky blackness uh, area where you have the final confrontation. They, they basically all end up on, on a boat together, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and anyways. Uh, but what's really interesting is, like, her brother and her just sort of, like, leave, you know? <laughs> like, like, you think that the whole party has gotten together by the end of the first season, but I don't think that's true. Which, you know, for me is a little bit of a bummer because I'm, I once again, I'm a sucker for for, you know, uh, basically redoing Fellowship of the Rings over and over again, I guess, uh, <laughs> have all the group get together. I mean, you're probably hearing this in, in, uh, the Touristicue Chronicles, right? Like, like, uh, for those that have been listening to that, you know, like I literally got the group together in the second story. Uh, <laughs> now they're together like, like space pirates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, don't worry, there's, there's, there's conflict, uh, going on. It's not like they, they get together and, and, and sing songs around a campfire, you know, uh, that has no conflict. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting that her and her brother just kind of extricate themselves by the end of it to go off and do their own thing. So I don't, I don't know what season two has. I'm sure I could find out if I were to go read the books, but man, my reading list is so full uh, I, I think I'm going to watch this on, on Netflix for now and, and maybe I'll, I'll read these books one day because it, it's good. Like, like this is hands down shadow and bone. One of my favorite things that Netflix has done. I mean, I, I remember I came on and said, you know, warrior nun is way better than, than you might think. Uh, this is like hands down, just awesome. Like this is like, right up there with some of the most awesome things you'll ever watch. So, you know, <laughs> Shadow and Bone, definitely go check it out. Like, like, uh, it gets high <laughs> recommendation for me. You're not wasting your, your time watching it, you know, and, and maybe you don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like to each their own, honestly. Uh, I mean, I'm, I think I'm 150 some odd episodes in at this point. So if, if you're listening to these episodes, uh, <laughs> you probably have similar taste than me, I'm guessing by now. If this is your first time listening, maybe you don't know if we like the same things. <laughs> maybe you watch it and you're like, man, why does Aaron like it so much? You know what I mean? So, so what you should do is watch it for yourself and make your own decision, right? You might like, you know, once again, uh, like things for how you like them. Uh, you know, but me personally, this hits all the buttons. It has the sort of underdog characters. It has, you know, <laughs> good group dynamics. It has a really interesting, cool, unique world that is sort of half, you know, early, uh, Civil War era Europe even later than Civil War era Europe, like World War One Europe. That's really what it feels like. World War One Europe. I'm going to go with that. It's like World War One Europe, but with like magic and <laughs> all sorts of cool things going on. So yeah, that's that's sort of what it is. It's, it's very, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, 
go ahead and watch it. And yeah, thank you for stopping by. And uh, of course, we have more Touristic U Chronicles coming up for you. Huh? How about where I left you? Yeah, cow stab Macuarnik. I wonder how that's going to turn out. Oh, and by the way, if you're like, she just stabbed him aiming for his heart and you still got, you know, eight more stories, like that's story four and there's eight stories, like how, trust me, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of mileage out of these stories. So, uh, yeah, there's, there, there, there's more stuff to go uh, in, in the universe of, of these stories. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate all of you stopping by to support me while I just ramble on. Uh, you know, once again, I, I would script these if I had more time, but man, if I'm going to sit down and write something, I'm going to sit down and, and write, uh, stuff. Uh, by the way, by the time you hear this, Kindle Vela is probably going to be out, uh, Kindle Vela is this new sort of serialized short story format uh, where I have two things going out in Kindle Vela. I have one called The Theft, which is a story about a, a person who uh, feels uh, <laughs> a pain as if it were pleasure and then is caught in this weird mafia uh, thugs trying to beat him up uh, scenario. And then I have the one that I'm super excited about. My uh, three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems. So my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems. It's my first fantasy novel. Uh, so I, I wrote a fantasy novel and uh, Kindle Vela came out, so I decided to serialize it. What you can do is go to Amazon, type in my uh, <laughs> three-year-old is a, a barbarian, other parenting problems, and uh, go ahead and search for that. You'll find the first three episodes are free, and then you got to buy these like token things to read it. But, you know, if you dig it, you hit the thumbs up button, and then there's a fave button, I believe, to say that it's like the best thing you read this week. I'm I'm really excited about this story, guys. Like like this <laughs> particular story, I felt really does everything that like I'm I'm pretty good at. I'm I'm I feel like me as a writer, I'm, I'm good at 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 uh, being funny. <laughs> I feel like I have a good sense of comedy. But, but also, uh, I, I am good at, at making a story that is just a really fun read, and, and, and hopefully you'll enjoy that too. If you enjoyed uh, Time Burrito, if you ever read that story by me, uh, <laughs> you're going to really love the my uh, three-year-old uh, is a barbarian and other parenting problems. The premise of it is basically a uh, group of people get sucked into a... Uh, fantasy world where their minds uh get stuck in the bodies of uh <laughs> of of this sort of lord of the rings type heroes and and the main character she is a, a single mom and she gets stuck in a little halfling body and her uh three-year-old gets stuck in a big giant hulking barbarian man body yeah so there's so yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a halfling body and, uh, for the mom and, and, uh, hulking man body for the three-year-old and, you know, uh, 
it, it's 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 kind of a funny thing. It's sort of a parody of Lord of the Rings. Uh, if you like Mel Brooks movies, uh, you probably would enjoy the story. Uh, that's kind of the best way that I can explain it. It's sort of the Mel Brooks of the fantasy world. Uh, that that's kind of what I'm going for with it. So yeah, uh, check that out. And yeah, thank you once again so much for listening. I appreciate everyone who uh, comes to listen to me rambling. And uh, yeah, if you ever are, are stuck in internal darkness, uh, light wizard. All right. Good night. Good night.